Hello and welcome to the second instalment of the Arcadia podcast. This is George and today I will be reviewing three albums. So the core focus of this uh, episode is the Kanye West Jesus is King review, but I will also be reviewing the new Nick Cave album and the uh, relatively new JPEG Mafia release that I just hadn't gotten around to reviewing formally yet. So yeah, I'll just get into it now. So first up, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds with Ghosting. So yeah, following up what grew to be one of my favourite albums, probably of all time, Skeleton Tree, a heart-wrenching exploration of grief across a soundscape of sorrowful electronic ambience, probably his most emotionally potent record yet. This one very much feels like a much longer sequel or even accompaniment to that record with the symbolism and the general tone of Nick's writing carried over, from, carried over from Skeleton Tree to an extent. I have to admit that my initial immensely positive reaction was a little hasty. I was so taken aback by the scale of what this album was trying to achieve that unusually I found myself so completely awestruck that I allowed myself to be blind to some of the album's shortcomings in its finer details shortcomings that slowly emerged with more listens. First of all, to get the obvious and very potent strengths of the record out of the way, the poetry Cave weaves across this album is phenomenal. His approach towards documenting his journey of bereavement is as profoundly tear-inducing and sharp as ever. You have wonderful passages of writing, rich with elegant imagery scattered across Ghostine, and it really adds to the impact of the album. He continuously flirts with the idea of paradise and draws parallels and contrasts between that and our own world, often intertwining the two, leaving us with an image of another perfect, beautiful world being so very within reach and close to our own, but yet frustratingly unobtainable. On the song Fireflies, for instance, Cave describes long dead stars that we can nevertheless observe, a poetic reminder of how what is no longer with us can still be visible to us or affect us in some way. A sentiment that is especially hard-hitting with the context of the recent death of Cave's son. Another aspect I feel compelled to praise is Nick Cave's vocal performance. Some of his full-throated, heavy-handed singing is incredibly textured, and I continue to, as I did on Skeleton Tree, have a deep appreciation for his kind of half-singing, half-spoken delivery that sounds as tortured as it is breathtakingly tense in places. I found this particularly on the opening cut, where I found his voice to already create this atmosphere of, yeah, harrowing tension. And I also enjoy a lot of his falsetto on this album, something which I think on here sounds better than it perhaps ever has done before, I say, I say cautiously. But yeah, however, where I begin to take some issue with Ghostine, and where I believe it in a good few cases fails to cleanly stick the landing, are some of the instrumental tones and song structures. While it would be wrong to dis distill my gripes down to the simple complaint of, oh, it's too long, it's hard to argue that hearing Nick Cave moan over vaguely icy electronic ambience for well over an hour, with little attention paid to giving songs a strong, safe footing with a definitive chorus or refrain, will not be exhausting for some. While the lack of a hook doesn't intrinsically hold songs back on an album of this kind, a factor which has alienated me a little are some of the instrumental progressions. 
I have a lot of time for the general atmosphere created by a lot of the dramatic strings and instrumental swells on this album. See Bright Horses for one of the most sweepingly gorgeous moments. And while I love how some of the atmospheric ambient touches feel like transcending the mortal world into a spiritual land, not not dissimilar from the mystical greenery depicted on the album cover, sometimes the ambience feels a little clunky and stale. The very thin and wispy drones which seem to aimlessly hover on songs like Waiting For You and Spinning Song significantly hold back the instrumental palette from adding the required gravitas to Cave's wonderful poetry. And especially on such a long, winding album, this lack of weight becomes progressively more frustrating as it goes on. By the time I've reached the two over 10 minute long marathons of the album's second act, I feel exhausted and quite frankly ready for it to be over. Overall, the album sonically also has a kind of questionable progression, which leaves me feeling that a really satisfying emotional climax wasn't really reached, or if it was reached, it wasn't really, you know, built up to in any significant way. And with this, I, with a fitting climax, I could have left the album feeling well and truly gut-punched, rather than just with a vague sense of melancholy, which unfortunately was the case. So yeah, patience is tested a great deal on this record, and while such patience will be rewarded with the unveiling of some gorgeous finer details in the writing, this album could really have packed a bigger punch than it did, and while I believe this record in concept is fantastic, the execution is just lacking. So yeah, I'm going to give Ghostine a 6 out of 10, and I recommend it to anyone who wants to get lost in some wonderful imagery, and wants to really be taken on an emotional journey by the album's lead actor but yeah I'm yeah I'm personally not feeling crazy about it not nearly as crazy as I was on the first listen at least next up uh, Kanye West's new album Jesus is King labeled as a gospel album this is the new effort from legendary Chicago rapper, producer, songwriter, Kanye West. And yeah, I guess what I have to say is never before has Kanye's recently acquired slapdash attitude to making music made itself more unattractively apparent. His 2016 album, The Life of Pablo, functioned as an unfinished mess, even before beneficial changes were made to several songs, as it really crackled with moments of enthralling madness and electricity. Similarly for me, while last year's Yay was panned by many, I personally found it to be a pretty intriguing project, one that benefited from its skeletal, bare-bones instrumental feel when accompanying such revealing and honest lyrical content. The album very much wore its flaws on its sleeve that, in a way which was, at least from where I was sitting, pretty magnetic, painting a compelling and often harrowing character portrait. However, in the context of Jesus is King, an album presented as some kind of life-affirming religious experience, a gospel album. This announce a release date before I'm finished, wait till the last minute and rush to get it out to people approach yields pretty sloppy results. And I think sloppy is the key word here, as not only do some of the songs on Jesus is King sound blatantly unfinished or at least unpolished, in places the album sounds simply uninspired. The completely whimsical instrumental tone of Everything We Need plays terribly alongside Ty Dolla Sign's uplifting vocal harmonies, 
resulting in what feels more like a waste of some good vocals that should have been placed somewhere with more gravity. The choir featuring Water has a bass line that sounds cheap and deflated, and the instrumental in general sounds like a collapsed bouncy castle. The track lacks any real punch or momentum, especially when Kanye comes in with that immediately redundant Jesus, Jesus, flow. Not even the glorious choral vocals could save this song from sounding completely inconsequential. Similarly, Use This Gospel ends up being a complete car crash, squandering the wonderful potential that the core melody showed. I really think with more care and attention, this song could have been a real anthem, but is ruined by the awkward, forced, and in the case of Pressure T, offbeat appearance of the Clips duo, and also the awkwardly placed Kenny G saxophone solo, and that finale with those flaccid drums that have about as much knock as a teenager sneaking back into their parents' house late at night. The song, like much of Jesus is King, feels undercooked and empty. This is not all to say that there aren't some good ideas on display here. In fact, there are even a couple of pretty good songs. Salah, with its towering choral vocals and ominous organ touches, captures the spiritual essence of what Kanye was trying to achieve, probably better than anything else on here. And while lyrically pretty redundant, it's hard to deny the vintage Kanye soul sampling and killer flow on Follow God. The track God Is, with its glimmering, actually expensive-sounding production, could have been a real, really convincing moment, if not for the irritating, yelpy vocals. Also, the Pierre Bourne-assisted On God sounds futuristic and actually pretty electric, which, once again, would have landed as a pretty good song had Kanye not been performing with such little gravity, and trying to convince us that his family, the Kardashians, face the prospect of starving if Ye doesn't charge extortionate prices for his shoes, which was an interesting viewpoint. Overall, I see this album as Kanye approaching crossroads in his career. I feel if he continues to make music with the same sloppy, last-minute approach, I think fewer people are going to be willing to hear him out artistically, as now he really has nowhere to hide with an album that should have felt a lot more religious than it did. I find myself missing more than ever Kanye West the Perfectionist, the man who made albums as thorough and impressively detailed as Late Registration or My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. As much as I think the latter has its flaws, when returning to it after hearing Jesus is King, the difference in creative attitude is so clear. So yeah, not a fan of Jesus is King much at all. I'm feeling a 3 out of 10. And finally, the new-ish album from JPEG Mafia named All My Heroes Are Cornballs. So JPEG Mafia, an experimental hip-hop artist hailing from New York, following up the immensely acclaimed Veteran, which was a favourite of mine from 2018, last month released his new album titled All My Heroes Are Cornballs. And I know I'm very late on this and I've already made my feelings pretty clear on Twitter, but I never really gave this the formal review it deserves. So to start off, I want to once again make my feelings very clear. This album is easily one of the most kaleidoscopic, wild and most personality-filled hip-hop projects I've ever had the pleasure of hearing. Peggy continues to find impossibly inventive ways to bend his production in unpredictable and stunningly visceral directions. With All My Heroes, he has balanced creating something more seamless and perhaps more approachable stylistically than Veteran 
and simultaneously keeping it feeling remarkably unhinged and freeform. So many of the tracks here veer in unthinkable directions, just to name a couple of the countless mind-bending transitions. The fantastically eerie and atmospheric vocal samples on single beta male strategies give way to an intense confrontational instrumental, backed by menacing electric guitar. Dot's freestyle remix starts off as a relatively straightforward electronic-tinged rap track, but seamlessly transforms into a blissed-out vaporwave outro. And often you'll find crashing distortion giving way to smooth guitar strums or skeletal R&B-tinged detours. And with the exception of a somewhat unnecessary (laughs) No Scrubs cover, these detours for the most part pass with flying colours. Free the Frail, for instance, is remarkably one of the year's most beautiful hip-hop tracks. The soft distortion playing wonderfully against modest twinkling guitar touches and building into a phenomenal instant winner of a hook sung by Peggy himself, actually. In fact, JPEG leans much harder on his singing voice than he has done on previous projects, sometimes favouring a low-key approach, but often crooning at the top of his voice, with vocals drenched in autotune. Of course, Peggy isn't the most technically proficient singer, but these vocals are delivered with the perfect sized dose of humour and knowing a knowing wink to the audience. These things meaning, rather than the vocals coming off obnoxious, they effectively contribute to the larger-than-life, surreal, and frequently hilarious overall experience. In fact, while it's difficult not to continuously sing the praises of the album's phenomenal production, JPEG Mafia's vocal and lyrical contributions to this record are really pivotal to its near-flawless execution. He ranges from refreshingly introspective to his traditional brand of confrontational and aggressive to side-splittingly funny. Whether he's calling out internet trolls, uh, singing a ballad to his firearm, or even assessing his own artistic credibility, I really feel like we're getting a more comprehensive character portrait out of this album than we did with Veteran. And that's another huge appeal of this record. So to name another highlight, the opener to All My Heroes and lead single, the magnificent Jesus Forgive Me, I Am A Thought. This track essentially functions as a mission statement for the entire project. The majestic chords that crash into the mix after a few seconds of tension building, heavy distortion, the transition to an aggressive, hard-hitting hook, and then yet another uh, dramatic yet impressively smooth shift to hilarious auto-tuned vocals. It's a phenomenally confounding and disorientating opener and serves as an introduction to yeah everything fantastic about this album. Also, the stunning Rap Grow Old and Die with its grandiose blown-out synths. It sounds like it's really collapsing in on itself for another visceral highlight. I mean, to go on to list and detail all the highlights on this project would take far too long. And I think it's yeah one of the most exciting, bold and colourful rap albums of the decade and deserves to be looked upon as a real landmark. With its inventive sounds, relentlessly creative song structures and also infectious nods to meme culture, it sounds like what hip-hop in 2019 should sound like. And as you can tell, I absolutely love this thing. And I'm going to give this a very strong 9 out of 10. And yeah, a heavy recommendation to anyone who still hasn't heard this. Thank you very much for listening to the Arcadia podcast. Next week I will be back to talk about this new Earl Sweatshirt EP slash album slash mini album as I've already got a lot to say about it, uh, as you can all imagine. So yeah, thanks very much. I'll see you all next time.